Hello and welcome to a new Nairn County FC podcast. This will be the first of a monthly podcast series that will look to update you on everything that is happening with the club on and off the pitch. A quick intro to myself for those unfamiliar with who I am. I'm Michael Bockle. I, I joined the management committee at the beginning of this season. Before this, I spent five years at the Scottish FA as their head of digital and now work as a freelance marketing consultant. I've been looking at what we can do to improve as a club off the pitch from a marketing and digital point of view. Today, I'm joined by Director of Football, Graeme McLeod. Graeme, there's a fair bit for us to update people on, but first of all, let's take a moment to chat about our recent run of form. Um, we're recording this ahead of our weekend's match away to Brecon, so as things stand, it's three wins on the bounce, now following wins over Wick, Straths Bay, and most recently Fort William. If you are listening to this after Saturday, that'll be now four wins in a row with our comfortable 4 0 away win to Brecon. Um, but in all seriousness, how, how's things been from your perspective? Yeah, thanks, Michael. Yeah, it's been it's been good over the last few weeks. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, the three wins on the spin. But if you you take it back even further, I think it's five uh, five wins in the last eight f- fixtures going back to the start of December. So that's been encouraging for us. Um, a pleasure working hard in training. Obviously, a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Uh, we're starting to get a bit more of a settled team. Um, maybe at the wrong time of the season, but uh, I think it shows um, the professionalism of the players to keep going uh, at this stage of the season when maybe there's there's not so much to play for in terms of cups and trophies uh, at this stage of the season, and even places to, or many places to be gained in terms of league standings as well. You often hear the cliche that teams look like they're on the beach already, and I, I, I certainly don't think you can you can accuse that. Uh, our players of that over the last couple of games, particularly if you were there last night, um, we look like we've got a bit of a, a bounce and a bit of a mojo about us, and that's it's really encouraging. Um, over the last, certainly the last uh, three games, as you mentioned. How how do you reflect on this season as a whole so far? It's been a difficult one, um, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, the injury situations uh, just has decimated things, uh, and just right from the start. Uh, we went to Elgin City in our last uh, pre-season friendly a week before the start of the season with 12 first-team players, so far from ideal um, to have a situation with that. And, and it's not like we ran with a tight squad either. Um, we have a squad of 24, and that's fully-fledged first-team players. That does not include any of the reserves or the, the young players that have come in to supplement that. That is fully-fledged first-team players, 24. Um, and, you know, for each and every game, it's... You know, we had well, last night with seven out um, for the game last night, eight out on Saturday, um, and and it's just been like that the whole way through, uh, and it really has impacted. I mean, at, at any team in the league or any team in football, if you take um, an average of six or seven players out of their squad for every game of of a season, then they're going to have trials and tribulations throughout that campaign, uh, and we've certainly encountered that. So it has been really challenging. Uh, I suppose on the flip side of that, it has given opportunities to other players that maybe might not have got that. And some players have really grabbed it with both hands and grabbed the shirt, as you say, um, cemented their place uh, in the match day squad and in the team. Um, you've seen a lot of improvement in players that were maybe on the periphery of the squad in previous seasons uh, and are now holding down a place in the in the manager's thinking for his team selections on, on a Saturday. So that's been really encouraging. Um, you know, we look to... We look to always improve the players and management team when we speak to players with a view to signing for the club. One of the points they make is we will do our best to make you a better player as an individual. Uh, and I think we've seen that this season with with a lot of the players in the squad. 
But yeah, overall, as I say, we mean we've been missing some key players uh, throughout the campaign. Then we've had we've had four players go under the knife for operations this season, which is, you know, that's you know unprecedented certainly in my time um, involved with the club. Um, and as I say, we've had you know an average between you know half a dozen upwards of of players unavailable due to injuries um, for pretty much each and every game. I think I was looking at it before I came on, and I think there's only been of the twenty four players only five of them. Um, who have not had an injury of some description at some point in the season. So it has been tough um, from that perspective. But um, we're sitting ninth in the table. Uh, the last sort of full season, if you like, before COVID, when it was completed on, um, or three quarters of the games were played and it was completed on points per game, we finished seventh. So it's as much as maybe the... We, yeah, and then, you know you add Brecon and City into that equation now as well. So we're maybe one place off where we were pre-COVID, uh, with still some games to go in this campaign. So um, we've had our knocks, if you like, with uh, the injury situation, but um, we've still managed to uh, to keep hanging in there. Um, and as I say, particularly with results since maybe sort of the start of December, um, we've uh, we've been able to. Um, to hold our our place, if you like, where we were previously. So, um, yeah, it's a case of just trying to finish the campaign as strongly as possible now from from here on in, and seeing where where we get to the next season, and hopefully, as I say, be in a stronger position to to start the season well. Yeah, it's, it's Wick that's ahead of us just now. Um, I have like two points back. We've got a couple of games in hand and, you know, Wicker really uh, went through that spell recently where they, they went on a, a fantastic run. So, look, eight very much with, within our within our reach. Um, hopefully, um, I think seventh to Rothis might be a bit of a stretch by the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, look, we're, we've done well considering those injuries, as you said. Are you able to give us uh, any updates on those that are still currently out? Yeah. Yeah, certainly can. Uh, so of the seven that are injured, four of them we won't see again this season. So uh, Scott Davidson, first of all, he uh, he went for a, a knee operation um, about a month or so ago, and uh, he's making a, a recovery at the moment. He's uh, still on his crutches, but he's I was chatting to him last night. He's hoping to be off the crutches um, on Saturday. Uh, so we're looking at pre-season training for him um, to be back fit and 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 ready to fully participate in pre-season training with a view to obviously um being part of the the squad come the the big kickoff uh, in July. Uh Callum Howarth's obviously been out uh, all season. Uh he snapped his Achilles tendon during pre-season training um and has only recently over the last couple of weeks returned to uh light training with the squad just building up fitness, building up strength um again as well. Just just getting used to to kicking a ball about, so we're taking it really tentatively with Callum. Um, obviously, the, the aim again is to to have him fit and firing uh, in time to make an impact uh, once the new season begins. Uh, Dylan McKenzie injured his knee uh, in the matchup at Wick a couple of weeks ago, uh, so he's been working with a physio over the the last couple of weeks. Uh, so he's uh, we're still kind of waiting on a. a, a a definition of exactly what the the damage is with his knee. Um, there's there's still some swelling in the area that we're we're waiting to reduce before, um, before the, they can get a, a, a proper look at that. So, um, we'll wait and see on that one. But it's not going to be it's not going to be a quick turnaround. We're looking at again, um, and start of next season possibly longer for before we see Dylan in action again. Uh, and William Shewan, 
Um, Liam's been out since before Christmas time with a, an ankle injury. Um, he then had uh, reactive arthritis um, around that as well, which takes sort of about three, four months, three, up to six months to clear up. And then he needs to get to the bottom of the ankle issue as well. So a, so a, a quite a complex problem that, that Liam's unfortunately endured at the moment. So he's another one that will be on the treatment table uh, until the summertime. Uh, shorter term uh, and more positively, we're hoping to see uh, Kenny McKenzie possibly back in training uh, next week with a view to, to being back in the team. Uh, hope by sort of back available for selection by um, the end of the month. Uh, the same sort of time scale for Cal McLean as well. He might be just a little bit more behind uh, Kenny, but we're hoping to see these guys back in action um, for the the last couple of games of the season. Hopefully, the last sort of four or five games of the season. Uh, and Rory Williamson uh, is in the same sort of boat as well. He um, he's injured his hamstring up at uh, again up at Wick uh, in the win up there. So. Uh, he's been working with the physio, or all three of these guys have been working closely with the physio over the last few weeks. And uh, Rory's maybe another sort of fortnight away from coming back to training. So, um, again, we just we'll hopefully see um, these three guys in action before the season ends, and that'll bolster our uh, numbers a little bit further um, to hopefully finish the campaign on a high. Talking of bolstering numbers, um, we recently signed Andrew Gregg from Fort Martin and Cameron Lyle from Strasbourg. What have these two brought to the side? Uh, first of all, they were brought in because they're quality players who we believe can make an immediate impact in our team and improve our team straight away. Uh, I think Andrew's track record speaks for itself. Uh, he's been uh, a two-time Highland League champion. Uh, with Broad Rangers, uh, during one of those campaigns, he was the high on league player of the year, the best player in the league, uh, voted by his peers. Um, he's then gone on to further successes um, with for Martin. Um, was couple, picking up a couple of trophies in his time there. Um, so yeah, he's a, a player of a, a top sort of caliber, a player that we're we're looking to attract to the club. Um, so as well as all that, he brings um, experience, he brings um, know-how, um, he's good with the younger players in the in the group as well. So he's fitted in really well um, and we've been, we were obviously delighted to be able to bring him in um, when we knew that, saw that the opportunity was there. We weren't sure if it was one that would come up before the end of the season or whether we might have to, to go again in the summer. Um, but when, the, when he... When we got wind that he might be available, we um, immediately made a move and, and we're delighted to um, to come to an agreement with him to come and join us. So um, we've been delighted with the, the start that he's made um, and it's been important. I think it's really important that um, that we've managed to bed him in ahead of next season as well. So we're hoping for good things from, from him um, over the, the coming years. Uh, Cameron Lyle as well. He's, um, as I say, a, a quality player as well. He's been someone that we've been aware of uh, internally for a good number of years, even going back to um, his days as a, an under-20s player when he was at Clark. Uh, someone that um, we saw playing against our own under-20s uh, going back six years ago now. Um, we've always kept an eye on him. Um, again, we got wind that he was um, coming to the end of his contract at Strasbourg and might be looking to for a fresher challenge so um, it was an area of the team that the manager felt needed strengthening the right hand side um, defensively on the right hand side so 
uh, we then engaged with um, with Carmen with a view to agree in terms for him to join us in the summer. Um, we were able to to tie everything up um, for a pre-contract agreement for him to come, uh, and then we just went and had a chat with Strasby and uh, to try and gather what their thoughts might be on coming to a deal to allow him to come immediately. And um, again, we were able to conclude that. So we've been delighted with. Um, with Cameron and the start that he's made, he's played three games. He scored twice, so he can't really ask much more from the uh, for, of that. Particularly considering he played wing back. So, um, so yeah, Cameron's a you know he's, he's got a good engine on him. He's a strong boy as well. Um, supporters listening in might remember his his father um, who played for for Cali, um in the Highland League as a powerful midfielder. Um, also, obviously, a, a PE teacher at Nairn Academy. So, um, maybe some supporters that don't remember him as a player might remember him as a teacher. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a well built, um, solid guy, good on the ball. Um, and as we can see in the last couple of games, he's certainly got a finish in him. So, um, we've been delighted with uh, how these guys have come and fitted in, and the impact that we've made, uh, the impact that they've made. Sorry, in our team. And I think the performances since we brought them in has justified uh, our decision to to bring them in now rather than uh, rather than leave it and wait to see what might happen in the summer. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Cameron kind of asked for a better start in terms of goals <laughs> um, for what he's contributed so far. But yeah, look, two great signings um, for us, and obviously a sort of statement of intent as well for as we move into um, next season. We, we alluded to it there that we've got a couple of postponed games that have still to be rearranged. So we're hoping to be in a place to confirm these next week, all going well. Um, confirmed fixtures-wise, we've got, as we said before, Brecon City away this Saturday, um, followed by Clark away the following Saturday, which is the 19th of March. Um, Graham, if we take a moment uh, to look at our reserves, they're coming towards the end of their mm-hmm. second season in the North Caledonian League, um, currently sitting 10th out of uh, 11. However, that doesn't paint the full picture for Stuart Finney's side, does it? Not really. It's been, again, another really challenging season um, at reserves level. And I think when you have um, problems with selection issues, uh, player availability through one thing or another, obviously, in, in, in this case, injuries at first team level, that the people or the, the indirectly suffer are, is the the squads below that, and in our case, the reserve squad. So, we, you know, we've had, I think it's 13 players who've um, had to come through and, and support the first team in one way or another this season. And it just, you know, a player does well in the reserves game and, and they get a result one, one week. And then the next week, the manager has to take the four best players, for example, up to the first team because of injuries. And you know that's that that's the whole point at, at the end of the day for us. It's not about it's not about how many wins they get in a season. It's not about you know where they finish in the league. It's not about winning trophies or whatever at that level. As much as that would be great, and as much as I'm sure the boys, knowing the boys as I do, they would absolutely love all that. Um, and they do go out and obviously on a, a match day give it their all to try and achieve that. But the bigger picture is what we're looking at when it comes to the reserve squad and it's all about giving the guys the opportunity and the experience of playing against uh, adults and seasoned players who've been around the block um, and that know maybe some of the dark arts of football that uh, you need to, to know to get by in, at, at this level and just giving them a good grounding and the best opportunity possible to make it with us in the first team. Um, you know, you mentioned there that it's maybe not been the sort of full picture and 
um, you know, they've they've reached two semi-finals, which you know shows that on their day they're more than capable of um, of beating any of the teams that are in their league. They're more than capable of competing um, with these teams as much as um, they've maybe not picked up as many wins in the league as they would have liked. There's been no games where the result has been, you know, heavily in favour of the opposition. The games they have lost have been by the odd goal or the odd couple of goals. So, you know, it's it's still really encouraging. It's their first full season um, at it. Last season was the league was split in two um, because of um, the COVID impact. Um, so it didn't start until late. And to ensure they got all the games played, they, they split the league in, in half. And of course, it was in lockdown at Christmas. So they had the... Um, they had a six-month break um, between Christmas and rounding off the fixtures in June. So they've not had the luxury of, of any of that, and it has been quite relentless for them. And, you know, you're talking about a squad which is made up of guys that are between the ages of 16 and 19, and it is tough going to have to go to the well again every single week um, to to perform and, and get yourself ready and prepared um, for a tough match because every match, uh, you know, at that, at that level against adults is, is tough for them. Um, but, you know, they'll certainly learn from it and they'll certainly be better players for it. Um, and they'll certainly, you know, I think the majority of the squad will be together again next year. So I'm hoping and I certainly believe that they'll have the the benefits of this season under their belts and, and with a bit better luck on the injuries front, um, they'll obviously have um, some of the the players that they might um, have or this season. Otherwise, they've they've been missing for games because they've been maybe filling the bench for the first team um, more readily available to them. Um, but yeah, it has been it has been again challenging for for the squad at that level. And you know, I can only commend the um, the commitment and the effort of the the players and the coaches um, at that level to to keep going um, and and stick with it. Um, as well, um, as I say, it's it's been challenging, but for us, it's all about um, giving the guys that experience and and trying things as well, um, different systems, trying them in different formations, trying the guys in different positions, all that kind of stuff goes on um, at that level because it's not just about right. Let's put um, our eleven best players and the best or most powerful players or whatever on the park and try and win the game for the sake of our league position. It's about um, giving guys the opportunity. Um, and and seeing and learning and giving the opportunity to learn and, and us learning about them where their best position might be or where they're most suited um, to play in and, and has the most likely chance of making it into the Highland League. I know you, you won't want to single out players, but I'm going to ask you anyway, and if I had to push you, <laughs> who has, uh, who's impressed you with their progression to the main squad this season? Uh, I think in terms of, um, well, we've looked at last season, um, with a reserve squad. So obviously with the Highland League um, first team level, we only played, I think, five fixtures all in. We played two Highland League games and three Scottish Cup ties. So it was a bit of a non-event, but the reserves all played their full season, um, which allowed some of the, the younger players that may have been on the fringes of the first team to get game time, get a full season under their belt. And then you look at sort of the performances that um, at that level of like Sakir and Young and uh, and Sam Gordon. So I think Keaton averaged about a goal a game um, throughout last season in the North Cali League, and and Sam was you know one of the standout performers for us. And and you can see when the performances they've delivered in the first team this year that how they've uh, how they've benefited from playing at that level. I think Sam you know is 
I think he's played in or appeared one way or another, whether it's from the starter or as uh, a starter or from the bench in about the last, you know, maybe up going up to about twenty fixtures. I've not got the stats to hand, but certainly every game over the last few months. And I think playing in the North Caledonian League for a season really benefited him. Uh, Keaton's another one who's who's come in and and started to look, you know, along with Sam, they're both starting to look like they belong. Uh, in amongst the, the first team. Still a long way to go for both of these young players, but you know, Keaton's got himself seven goals, I think it is, in the Highland League now this season. So that's a decent return for a young player uh, making their way in the game. You know, I think I think he still believes he can get a, a few more and get maybe up to double figures um, before the end of the season. There's still a few games left. So, um, yeah, so those two really um, sort of grasped the opportunity last season and, and showed that there is the, you know, the manager will, will play it if you do well at that level you'll get the opportunity um to play and the, the message is the same to everybody else in the squad it doesn't matter who you are um where you play where you come from what your background is where you've played previously if you if you come in and you do well enough in training to get in the team and then you do well enough in these uh, these reserve games to to impress the the first team management then you know they'll throw you in there's no qualms there's no there's, there's absolutely no doubt about that and I think Sam and, and Kieran over the last um, few months and certainly or this season have proven that and uh, Lewis Mitchell is another one that's come through our system that's in the um, the first team squad he's been really unlucky with, with injuries um, another one that, that I forgot to mention earlier who's, you know, he's just I think he's played twice this season and, and he, you know he's dislocated the shoulder last season and then on his first start redid it again so he's another one that's waiting to, to see what's uh, waiting for, for us, an operation on that so Another one that again benefited from the game time that he got um, playing in the world as it was the under twenties previously um, as well, and has has made enough of an impact to catch manager's eye and as now a fully fledged member of the first team squad. So the opportunities there, as I say, for these young players and uh, and as I say, there's there's been one or two that have featured um, in the first team. There's a few on the bench. I think you know most notably Kyle McDonald who. Um, the sort of Royal Rover stuff down at Devonville uh, in December when he came off the bench and for only his second appearance and we're drawing 4-4 four, four and he sticks one in the corner, top corner in the 92nd minute to win it 5-4. So um, again, you can't really ask for a better introduction than that to life um, in the first team. But, you know, he's another one that's that's learning and improving all the time and will only benefit from these reserve uh, fixtures over the, the rest of the season and into next year as well. Yeah, Kyle set the bar high for himself now. <laughs> Um, up next for the reserves is a, a trip to Furzo on Saturday. It's a 2pm kickoff up north. Um, we then host Alness United on, on Wednesday night at 8pm. So if you're looking for a football fix next Wednesday, we encourage you to come along and support the boys. Graham, have we got a confirmation of where that game will be? Yes, we do. Uh, so that game will be at Station Park um, on Wednesday night. So I think Alness United are just a point or go above them or a couple of points. So certainly within catching distance for the boys in the table so it should be a close game um, we beat them 1-0 up there earlier in the season so um, yeah it'll be it should be a good game and as you say I'd encourage anyone to to come along and, and watch and, and support the guys and and just see you know see some of the good young players that we've got in the books at the club a bit further down our pathway we've also have our under 18s and our under 15 sides um, Graham, can you give us an update on on how they've been getting on yeah, absolutely. Uh, so again, 
it's like a domino effect, as we mentioned there. So the reserves get hit um, with absences um, due to guys supporting the first team, which means that the reserves have used a lot of the under-18s this season, which, uh, again, has been really encouraging. Uh, so some of the players have played um, in the reserve squad ahead of schedule. Um, a lot more. Um, again, we're never shy about doing that. If we see someone in the under 18s and we think he's possibly outgrown that level or he looks ready enough to to come and um, to come and play in the reserve team, then we're not going to leave him in the under 18s just because he's the best player, and we're going to try and win the under 18s league where our best player will take. Uh, just just the player just doesn't get the benefit of that. So we need to try and stretch the players all the time. So. Um, so yeah, we've had guys um, from the under 18s that have gone up and and played in the um, played in the reserves uh, and acquitted themselves really well, um, and that's really encouraging going forward for for Stuart and the the coaching staff there. Um, so yeah, they've got a couple of games left um, of their season. I think they're all away from home. They're their final home game, um, but yeah, they've had again. They play Sundays, so the guys have, that have been with the reserves have been playing sort of two games a weekend, which can be tough, obviously. Um, you know, you're playing Saturday and then again Sunday, um, especially if you're away from home both times. So, uh, so yeah, it's been been challenging but for, uh, for the players um, at that level. But, yeah, we're really encouraged by what we've seen um, from the the um, the under-18s, particularly recent weeks. So we've had a few... Um, a few guys that have come in from the under fifteen squad that are only like fourteen year old, fourteen going on fifteen year old that have played in the um, the under eighteens over the last sort of three or four games again with a view to um, to bed in the men ahead of next season. So they've they've done really well um, with that kind of early exposure to playing at that level, and, and I know the coaches have been impressed with the impact that they've made and uh, and the commitment that they've shown to to come along to the training as well as attending the, the training with the under fifteen squad as well. So, so yeah, the under eighteens um, uh, have continued to um, to do what what we've expected from from the squad and continue to um, to produce um, the players and the progress that that we've been looking for. So yeah, we're really encouraged by um, what we've seen from some of the players within that squad. Yeah, and uh, a shout out to the under 15s who took took part in the fun run um, over yeah. the weekend. I believe um, first three home was was uh, Archie Smith, Aaron Craigie, and, and Roddy McGilvery. So um, a good pace there, and and, and well done. It was uh, raising money for for the 15. So um, and, and a friendly ahead of, and ahead of this for, uh, weekend's friendly. So yep, yeah, all the all the best to them this weekend. Off the pitch, you know, there's been a number of changes been going on behind the scenes um, at a management committee level. As I said at the start, I, I've joined at the start of the season, and most recently, um, Crew Holdings Operations Director Ken Loads has joined the committee. Uh, unfortunately, due to work commitments, uh, we had to lose Ali Nicol, um, who stepped down. A few other things to, to update you all on. We're coming to the end of our um, front of shirt sponsorship deal with Campro, who kindly donated actually the the front of shirt home sponsorship to Mikey's line um, over the last couple of seasons. We're on the hunt now for for a new main sponsor, which is a focus for us as we look ahead to next season. Um, we've got concepts designed uh, for a new kits already uh, for next season. Uh, can't say too much at this moment in time, but the shirts will be distinctively Nairn. Um, but won't be produced by Puma as they've scaled back their operations in the north of Scotland. So we'll be looking to reveal these um, over the summer with our new supplier. 
Fanbase. We recently partnered with with Fanpay Fanbase, sorry, uh, to allow fans to to view all the fixtures and, and uh, buy tickets and hospitality through the the Fanbase app. If you haven't downloaded it already, search for the Fanbase app, uh, and when you download it, you and and when you register, select your county as your favourite team. You'll then be able to see all our latest fixtures, tweets, and as I mentioned, buy tickets online. And um, this is one part of uh, the first step in the direction we're going to revamp what we do online. Um, one of those, uh, the second part to that, we'll be looking at what we do to, to improve our website. But we're at the very early stages of that, so we'll, we'll be able to update a little bit more as we go. Um, talking of hospitality, though, um, as you would have seen, our, our hospitality offering has been receiving plenty of attention recently. Um, which is testament to the work that Cindy and her team of volunteers have been putting in. Uh, our pie and roll uh, went viral, including mentions on the Chris Evans Virgin uh, Radio Breakfast Show, and, and a fair play to the, the person who wrote into the Press and Journal, a bit taken aback by us claiming to have invented the pie and roll. Uh, funnily enough, we have never, ever claimed to, uh, uh, to have invented it, um, and I mean, we weren't even the first in Scottish football to sell it. Uh, we were probably just the best at shouting about it, so... Um, you know, from a hospitality point of view, it is something that we're um, evolving and, and trying to do more um, within the ground, within the pie hat, but also um, with, within the hospitality packages. Um, and uh, I'm sure most of you would have seen that we recently launched our stag and hendu package um, and we've already had our first inquiry uh, for, for next season. As part of the new packages, we've also launched a Nairn County birthday hospitality package. If you fancy doing something a bit different for your birthday, you can book our birthday package, which includes a complimentary bar pre and post match, plus a Nairn County birthday cake at halftime. What else can you want for your birthday? Uh, moving on, we, we've also got a Ladies' Day. Um, we've nearly actually sold out our, our 2022 Ladies' Day. It's, it's scheduled for our home match um, against Lossiemouth on the Saturday, 2nd of April. All kicks off uh, at one of our new club partners, The Classroom, before um, you, you're transferred up to Station Park for hospitality. Um, and I'm sure the drinks will be flowing post-match as well. By the sounds of things, actually, that, that game against Lossiemouth will be quite lively as I think there's actually already a bumper crowd booked into to hospitality. So um, I'm sure it'll be a, a vibrant atmosphere um, at the ground that day. And, you know, finally, just um, just thank you to everybody that donated to our Ukraine collection um, at the weekend game there against Stras Bay. Over 300 bags and boxes of items were, were donated uh, and, and are currently making their way to Poland and uh, the the Poland and Ukraine border. So, so thank you very much for that. Like many other clubs up and down the country, we rely on the help of volunteers to help us push forward as a club. Naturally, we're always on the lookout for, for more people to, to lend a, a hand. Graham, you've got a couple of specific areas that you would maybe like to highlight, don't you? Yeah, um, so on the coaching side of things, uh, we have uh, opportunities within our youth youth setup. Um, so our under eighteens coach uh, Stephen Grant uh, intimated to us um, before Christmas that he would be uh, stepping down at the end of the season. Um, Stephen's given us fantastic service over a number of years, fulfilling a number of roles um, within the youth setup. So there's an opening there certainly for anyone that's that's keen to um, become involved in 
in coaching and to work within our structure. Um, it's a really rewarding uh, post, the chance to work um, with the, the first, you know, the, the first team manager really oversees it all, the whole thing in terms of um, in terms of the coaching setup. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's not a case of you'll be just left to your own devices and and feel maybe isolated and um, and as if you you know you don't really get support. There's there's absolutely it's absolutely not the case. We will give you the the candidate um, all the support required, uh, mentoring as well from from the manager and and the first team coaches. Um, we all work together as a coaching unit um, at the club, so uh, there's an op- there's an opening there for for someone to to come on board and and help us out um, with that. Um, and as I say, we're it is it is a really rewarding opportunity. Um, I was actually chatting to one of our ex youth coaches the other day who coached uh, at under 15s um, a few years ago, and he's now seeing boys that um, he coached now becoming involved in the first team squad. So um, you do get that. That reward of thinking, you know, I, you know, helped that guy along his journey and to maybe put a small part in it. And um, there is, as I say, that opportunity there. We'll, we'll provide all the support we need. You need, and we'll provide all the, um, put put the candidate through all the required coaching badges, uh, and certificates and courses that are needed as well. So, um, yeah, we're really keen to to try and expand um what we do, um within the the youth setup. And as I say, but we can't do it without the support of volunteer coaches who all you know give up a, a huge amount of time and a huge amount of commitment to, to help us out but as I say it is a really rewarding post so um, we're hoping to to try and attract someone in to um, to fill that void for us um, before the start of next season and what's the best way to get in touch uh, probably via email uh, you can drop us an email to the club account which is info at nerncountyfc.co uk or you can just direct messages through any of our social media channels um, be that the facebook page uh, the twitter page uh, or indeed the instagram page um, just drop us a direct message on any of those and uh, we'll pick it up and and get back to you nice one hopefully somebody gets in touch that is it for our first podcast back we'll be back next month with our latest roundup in the meantime, thank you for all your support this season so far. And, and as Graham said, don't hesitate to, to reach out to the club, whether it's about the, the coaching uh, vacancy or or anything else that you'd like uh, to see us do, any feedback you've got for us. Um, as Graham said, you can do it via our social media channels or um, through the email address, which is info at nearcountyfc.co.uk. Mm-hmm.